Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is an observation of Vivilif Day, published by Elizabeth on January 3, 2022 on Less Wrong. I aspire to be a person who does good things, and who is capable of doing hard things in service of that. This is a plan to test that capacity. I haven't been in a battle, but if you gave me the choice between dying in battle and slowly starving to death, I would immediately choose battle. Battles are scary but they are short and then they are over. If you gave me a chance to starve to death to generate some sufficiently good outcome, like saving millions of people from starvation, I think I would do it, and I would be glad to have the opportunity. It would hurt, but only for a few weeks, and in that time I could comfort myself with the warm glow of how good this was for other people. If you gave me a chance to save millions of people by starving, and then put food in front of me, I don't think I could do it. I would do okay for a few days, maybe a week, but I worry that eventually hunger would incapacitate the part of my brain that allows me to make moral trade-offs at my own expense, and I would wake up to find I'd eaten half the food. I want to think I'd manage it, but if the thought experiment gods didn't let me skip the hard part with more proactive measures, I'm not confident I could. During the siege of Leningrad, scientists and other staff of the Institute of Plant Study faced the above choice, and to the best of our knowledge, all of them chose hunger. Twelve of them died for it, the rest merely got close, English language sources list nine deaths, which is the number of scientists who died in service of a seed bank but not the total number of people. They couldn't kill themselves because they were needed to protect the food from rats and starving citizens. Those survival odds are better than the certain death of my hypothetical, but they didn't have the same certainty of impact either, so I think it balances out. That's heroism enough, but a fraction of what's present in this story. Those scientists worked at an institute founded by Nikolai Vavilov, a Soviet botanist who has the misfortune to be right on issues inconvenient to Joseph Stalin. Vavilov's, correct, insistence that his theories could feed Russians and those of Stalin's favored scientists couldn't got him arrested, tortured, and sent to a gulag, where he eventually starved to death. The seeds Vavilov and his staff protected now cover 80% of the cropland of Russia. Credit for scientific revolutions is hard to apportion, but as I reckon it Vililov is responsible for, at a minimum, tens of millions people living when they would have starved or never born, and the number could be closer to a billion. Nikolai Vavilov is my hero. In honor of Nikolai Vavilov, I'm doing an approximately 36-hour calorie fast from dinner on January 25th, the day before Vavilov died in the Gulag, to breakfast on January 27th, the end of the siege of Leningrad. Those of you who know me know this is an extremely big deal for me, I do not handle being hungry well, and 36 hours is a long time. This might be one of the hardest things I could do while still being physically possible. Moreover, I'm not going to allow myself to just lie in bed for this I'm committing to at least one physical activity that day, default is outdoor elliptical, unless it's raining, and attempting to work a normal schedule. I expect this to be very hard. But I need to demonstrate to myself that I can do things that are at least this hard, before I'm called on to do so for something that matters. If this story strikes a chord with you to the point you also want to observe Vililov plus associate's sacrifice, I'd enjoy hearing how. I have enough interest locally, Bay Area California, that there's likely to be a kickoff dinner plus reading the night of the 25th. It would also be traditional for a fasting holiday to end in a feast, but 127 is a Thursday and other people have normal jobs so not yet clear how that's going to shake out. Thanks to Clara Collier for introducing me to the story of Avilov and his institute, Anna Chechikin for finding Russian languages sources for me, and Google Translate for being so good I didn't need Anna to translate any further. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.